Aina, you were talking in your Eye on Nature column in the Irish Times about the influx of waxwings. That's right. Yes, indeed. A party of 18 waxwings were seen by the Inish Owen birdwatching group in October and they were very excited <laughs> You're making this. it sound like Garda Patrol there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like Garda Patrol in the sense that they took pictures, they recorded it and they were really, really excited about it because we haven't had a waxwing year since I think 2016. And as Niall says, it's, it's, it's a good news story in the sense waxwings breed and live in the north of Scandinavia and Russia in that part of of Europe and they feed on berries and they had such a good breeding year this year that there was loads of baby waxwings. They all had plenty of berries to eat. They grew up and gobbled all the berries and now there's none. So they have to go spreading west in order to find berries in other parts of Europe. So you get a good breeding year then you have the eruptions of the wax wings and so it's not a sign that the world is ending or their territory has been damaged or anything like that and they have to move it's a sign that they've done so absolutely well they've bred so very well that the the offspring have to move looking for food so they, they've come down they've come down to Scotland and this party came over as far as uh, Donegal and a party of them was seen there at that time in October now I see again this week that um, loads more of them have been seen all over Scotland so there must be a second second eruption of them as well sounds like a volcano but anyway and hopefully some of those will drift back over here to Ireland as well to eat our berries because they're savages they can eat their own weight in berries in two and a half hours oh my goodness so it doesn't take long for them to, to gobble all the berries on your on your hawthorn or on your rowan tree mm. they particularly like rowan and they, they don't, they're, not, they're not too fussy about native species they'll eat cotoneaster they'll eat pyracanta they'll eat anything with berries on it so people who have lovely bushes in their gardens with berries on them at this time of the year are going to be rewarded with visits. So they come to urban gardens, they come to they come to places where people live. You don't have to be standing on one toe on loop head with your binoculars and focus trying to see some exotic migrant. These ones you just look out the kitchen window and there and they are. There. Well if you know what you're looking at, Niall, will you describe a waxwing please? I'll do my very best because it's almost a bird that defies description. It's possibly the most exotic, crazy looking bird you're going to see in an Irish context. So they're a beautiful sort of deep reddish pink colour, mostly. They have a flamboyant crest on their head. They can raise and lower. They have a little thin bandit-like eye mask, a bit like Zorro, over their eyes. They have uh, these wonderful red waxy dots in their wings, uh, which is where the name waxwing comes from. It, it looks like the, the, the old wax is used for sealing documents with the signet rings and, and so on, hence the name. They have this lovely subtle kind of grey wash on towards the tail and then the end of the tail it's got these little yellow spots on it. It's the most exotic looking bird with yellow, yellow striping in the wing as well so there's nothing looks like a waxwing. There's no mistaking them. They're not a terribly big bird. They're about the size of a starling and as Aina was saying you tend to see them in big groups. They breed in the boreal regions, the very far northern forests of places like Scandinavia and northern Russia and we get these eruptions every four or five or six years on a cycle just like with the owls. Uh, it's, it's a cyclical thing based on food availability. But where they breed, they rarely encounter human beings, which means when they come to us here in Ireland, they tend not to be terribly scared of people. They're quite approachable uh, and they're often, you're often attracted to them by the, the sound they make. They make uh, when the flock is together, it makes a sound like lots of tinkling bells. That's how I would describe it. They eat so quickly, they're, they're berry processing machines. So the berries go in one end and out the other. So unfortunate for you, if your car happens to be parked underneath that particular tree, it's going to be covered in droppings uh, within a few minutes. Uh, one of the problems that sometimes happens with waxwings, because they eat such vast quantities 
quantities of berries and they can eat between two and a half to three times their own weight in berries every day. If there's lots of berries on the trees, what happens is as the season goes on, those berries, they may freeze. And then they thaw. But what has happened is the juice in those berries then starts to leak out. It's exposed. That juice has sugar in it. And then the heat of the sun, sometimes in the, in the, in the late winter or early spring, it causes that sugar to ferment. And fermented sugar turns, of course, into alcohol. And then what happens is these birds eating three times their own weight in alcoholic berries every day, they get completely plastered. And we get reports of them literally landing on people's heads, crawling under their cars, falling asleep on people's doorsteps, things like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a strange problem for a bird to have but the, the waxwing is it, it's a bird that breaks all the rules really mm, we'll put a picture of a waxwing and a short-eared owl on the website so you'll know what you're looking at if you happen upon them in the coming days weeks or months ahead